0: Let's get ready for the tirades of an old and older man. For the many subjects, that could be metal, because this is HellCast. HellCast. For Reaper Metal Productions, this is HellCast, and I'm happy to bring back Don of the Dead. And I want to guide you, tell you, don't smash a like, Don't subscribe, just go to reapermetalproductions.com, check out the hours worth of, and many bands worth of music, and plenty of Hellcast episodes to check out. If you're catching up, you, you're either tuning in for the first time, catching up. You could do all you gotta do, reapermetalproductions.com. You will do that, and they'll be far better than appeasing some robot at YouTube. And we're talking about this book, Damn the Machine. It's the story of noise records. And just getting to it, the getting to the point, there was a point in time where we had posted a video on the channel, Heavy Metal Relics video in particular, that was talking about... Um, Uh, Halloween and one album attributed to being a one album water with walls of Jericho and that's probably one of the second times I got the most shit on the internet and comments and stuff people be like what about keeper of the seven keys or something and it occurred to me that I never gave uh running wild a fuller chance and the opinions of (laughs) running wild and the uh pirate Point that they kind of gained
1: were really uh, from Don the Dead. Their hype sticker on their f- their first album it said the the German Judas Priest, and uh, although I don't think they had the the same dueling guitars as Judas Priest, it, it was very. Like heavy, dark, heavy metal. And that's what I really liked about it. Because like Judas Priest, that was 1983, 84. So like screaming for vengeance. So that's real. That was pretty polished, uh, 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 you know heavy metal uh, and then then there's running wild which was just <laughs> like dirty and it, it had topics that i liked it, about satan and jesus <laughs> priest wasn't giving me any satan so, <laughs> so yeah yeah, yeah that's, uh, and that, that those yeah I, I love those first two albums and of course demos and whatnot but uh um Port, I think that is maybe the fourth album I'm I'm not quite sure I don't remember
0: because well, I, I did a few swing-ins there at the beginning of this introduction you know Don ruined my noise records bands apparently some of them I didn't even think were noise records by the way um, or knew that like you know their their career went on that far like Pink
1: Bubbles go hey Grad. I don't know if that was noise records with Halloween I don't think so I, I think by that time they were on to yeah, bigger and better uh, labels or whatever.
0: Well, so that that is one of the things that's mentioned in the book is the label owner uh, Carl <laughs> being a dick to bands, and that could be why is maybe you know Pink Bubbles Go Ape come out of come on whoa <laughs> <laughs> am I gonna put this out or not? <laughs> <laughs> Which you know in a way though like why does that make the label a dick that that's kind of rooting for them like. Or, or what isn't that what the label kind of should have been there for is to give you guidance
1: yeah so i i i'm not quite sure where i fall on on uh each side of the fence with that because yes you do want to take into consideration the uh creativity of the band and their ability to create make and create something that is is unique as an artist but then as someone let's say a label owner uh who is put out several other releases and kind of knows the playing field. You kind of want to say like, well, you know, let's, you should really go more along these lines because that's what's selling now. Or, you know, that's what you feel that your label is putting out is a certain type of sound or music. And, uh, so I'm not quite sure because I mean, I, I think especially most bands, most metal bands are just, stumbling in the dark and you know you're kind of lucky if you you figure out uh or if you if the difference between the the formula that works and your artistic vision when those finally do cross paths you you've you kind of uh you're stumbling in the dark when you when you actually when that actually happens i don't know how you would go about sitting down and Saying, you know, this this kind of music or this style is going to be happening in 18 months, so let's start writing songs that's going to be exactly what people are going to want to listen to 18 months from now. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean... Exactly. Well, Just stumbling in the dark.
0: Or, or years from now, because going back to the Heavy Metal Relics video, we get shit for the opinions, the distasteful opinions of Donna Dead. At least. <laughs> I didn't know he got any heat. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was trying to find some of the heat, too, um, which apparently, going back to this, I'm finding getting heat. Which was my just strictly my opinion about Morbid Angel and them only having one good record. I mean, grab they only had two.
1: Morbid Saint. They just got uh, oh, I was gonna say Morbid Angel. Yeah, they did really I say, actually I said Morbid Angel, right? I agree that Morbid, Morbid Angel Saint. only did have one good record. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well you know, so And it I, was an altar, let's just say that. <laughs> well and we could go there. But I am well, I think I did kind of exhaust the uh Halloween example, and I did want to find some of the uh, dirt that was on there. And I'll just say enough, because I've seen enough so I could at least paraphrase some of the dirt for those that were looking for, because I know you were. Everybody loves dirt. Uh, some, you know, it was basically just bullshit on Halloween. They, those keepers are fucking amazing. And then my, my responses was always like, Pink Bubbles Go Eight. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, they there was part one and part two, right? It was for that... Uh, Keeper of the Seven Keys. Keeper of the yeah, Seven not Keys. Bu- uh, no, <laughs> no, yeah. No, not, no, not, yeah not, pink no. Bubbles, then there's Blue Bubbles. <laughs> I mean, what do I know? Public Bubbles. <laughs> they're a more popular band than Nunslaughter, so maybe Nunslaughter should do a bubble album. I don't know. <laughs> <Well>, uh, <yeah. laughs> Satanic Bubbles Go Eight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the
0: devil and <in> his bubbles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so it is interesting, though. And Ty, and I did want to bring the conversation to that realm. Um, kind of around this, in a way, judgmental conversation of sorts to other artists' music and stuff. Noise Records great, b- being another example, which, by the way, I linked this damn thing. I'd probably. <laughs> I'm assuming I did. Because I could go after this and link it on Amazon and be like, oh, fuck, it's not there. And not bother editing this out. But if I, that's not the case, this is in the description. Buy it. It's fucking cool. And uh, I think Corporate America gives me 10 cents. <laughs> um, so but the the other band that is so running wild being another mentioned down of the dead opinion one of the interesting thoughts though that does kind of make you go huh like because you said they didn't running wild halloween certain bands they didn't do the lyrical content that you liked and that was obviously darker imagery satanic imagery so what is so bad about pirate themes though
1: Well, I mean, it just, it didn't seem to, they seemed to really do a 180, uh, I guess, I don't know if pirates are going 180, but uh, (laughs) they, they, you know, they, they kind of had dark and evil themes and not the pirates were most, the most friendly folks in the world, but That's kind of what I mean. And they, they, so they just kind of uh, picked up and then they, they were wearing, um, Oh yeah, like, they're con- dressing con- like conductors. Uh, <laughs> you know, like uh, it looked like uh, Sergeant Pepper's uh, took over their uh, wardrobe. And is they, that the problem though? <clears throat> because it does. Like I think maybe that was one of the
0: comments. Somebody put that thought in my head. Like what is so bad about it? Like pirates raped and murdered and stole and did bad things. And it's kind of like isn't that what we're talking about doing to the Christians in half of these
1: uh, satanic lyrics? Yeah, I mean, I just um, you know. So it's I'm, the imagery, probably. Well, as especially as a kid, that's that's what I was drawn to. You is, don't want to see Captain Sparrow. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'll, I'll uh, exactly. <laughs> I don't want Captain Sparrow <laughs> cranking out my metal. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. so
0: then, I think it's it kind of ties into maybe it doesn't tie it at all conversationally in my head does though to bring it back around to uh, getting a little bit up to date with nunslaughter and what you're doing because like you got a new record
1: and it's been fuck yeah a lot of year i don't i honestly i can't remember uh 15 or 16 i think angelic dread came out yeah. yeah so
0: six years pretty much by the time this sees vinyl i'm sure there's a delay on vinyl and all that crap right that yeah everything won't be safe and sound out
1: until 2022 yeah probably end of this year beginning of next year but cds and cassettes will be done right um so there's obviously a long road
0: before all that though and potential things that you know could very well sway opinion like being the artist now like kind of shifting our scope of talking about running wild going pure you know uh jack sparrow and, and pirate metal and stuff you know maybe we didn't hear the story of ulf or is it ulf i think it's ulf Ro- <laughs> that- rolf, rolf. 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 R- rock and rolf right <laughs> uh so we didn't get to hear rock and rolf's potential maybe struggle that he might have went through that
1: where he got the pirate medal in it, I don't know. Yeah, but, if he even had a struggle, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, because I don't think I'm not saying Germans didn't have a, a fleet, but they weren't necessarily known for the Caribbean. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so you know, I mean, yeah, Spanish, yeah, English, yeah, you got know, it. Dutch probably, but. <laughs> Germans. Germans. I mean, wh- 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 who's, I don't, anyway. They're kind of well, landlocked I'm, a little they, bit, right? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> It'd be tough getting over there, but anyway. <laughs> Pirates or pirate, whatever. Got you, right. So, well, well, I guess maybe
0: you're getting slightly literal about why it didn't work for you. But have you then, you know, obviously with Jim dying and being, uh, you know, going through ups and downs in the world of that brings, and then personal life, and, and carrying the torch of the band, I would imagine that got to a point that that was difficult. To even know like do i even want to do this anymore well i'd
1: say the first right after uh, jim died uh i, I, I kind of really had no uh, desire to uh write music or keep doing the band but um i can i, I mean i i know jim would uh have wanted to keep Nunsoder going and um so it just took me a little while to get back on my feet and decide that I'm I'm just going to keep just going to keep doing it and um, uh, then uh, some ups and downs with uh, band members and finding the right people and um, and then I, and then even after that I, I mean I, I moved to a different state started a different yeah. career uh, I had no intentions on moving back to Cleveland I was just kind of d- going to do non as a <clears throat> a remote band, and then every once in a while we get together, play a couple of shows a year, and just kind of leave it to uh, kind of peter out. And there was like some <clears throat> stuff that you did do remotely, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. We uh, the, we, we demoed some songs, and then uh, Noah sent uh, the uh, files to me, and then I went into a studio in Phoenix and recorded vocals and sent it back to him, and he mixed it, and uh, we're actually uh, the... I'm pretty sure the wrath unleashed was done that way. So they bunch of, uh, old songs that, uh, we're trying out the new drummer, uh, Joe and, uh, uh, he sent it to me and they, they actually sounded pretty good as far as, I mean, Noah has his own studio. So he just, right. he just plugged in microphones and took over like that. So it wasn't like a boom box. And then, uh, just rec- went into a studio in Phoenix and I'm pretty sure I did those tracks in, in Phoenix. Anyway, um, and, and, yeah, so it kind of uh, uh, made, uh, uh, validated Joe as uh, the next drummer, and uh, we started moving from there.
0: Well, right, cause isn't that, like, that long distance... Is definitely more an introduced possibility to bands with the uh, everything that's going on with technology. But that's actually not really that you know, unfamiliar to Nunslaughter recordings, even with old technology, right? Like you did vocals in like Hawaii, right?
1: Right. Yeah. Hell's and Only Fire. Uh, Jim recorded uh, all the music here in Cleveland, Ohio, and then sent me the two-inch reels, and went into um, Rendezvous Studios uh, with Pierre Grill, I believe was his name, and. Uh, as far as I know, that studio is still around, but uh, he he recorded uh, uh, Hawaii and Sacred Rite, and uh, he did a bunch of um, uh, USA metal comps, uh, so the studio is quite notable, um, and uh, yeah, so, and I recorded all the vocals there, and then flew back with the reels to Cleveland and finished mixing with uh, Jim, and yeah, that was, but yeah, we just keep it going we actually did a couple of demos uh yeah i thought some of the four, fifth, the known demos are like that evil speaks
0: and not face of evil though right that was all not face of evil that was I, wasn't that the, probably that was <clears throat> probably the, the, the point i thought you were Oh, you were in. no you weren't in cleveland even
1: in that i was time in yet. pittsburgh yeah i was living yeah. in pittsburgh jim came down to pittsburgh and recorded the the demo uh or the drum tracks for face of evil and then we recorded the that was i think recorded in a barn in uh mars pa but that was with uh two of the other original members Jer the butcher and uh um greg greg beal and then me on not so much bass but (laughs) (laughs) so uh, did that ever cross your mind like in this like journey
0: of continuation, like that. Oh, well, maybe I'll pick up the bass again, or
1: nah. It, it, so I was terrible. <laughs> How it all worked out is I was I was just a, just a terrible bassist, and then. Uh, <laughs> sometime in the early 90s i want to say maybe 90 or 91 i i wrecked uh one of my motorcycles and, and broke a couple of fingers on my left hand and uh that's that sealed the fate of me ever picking up a a bass to try to actually do a, a do bass in a band anymore. don't you have like a crooked uh yeah, ring finger it's crooked <laughs> you can't bend it anymore i i that's it it's it's it bends crooked across my palm and and that's it oh no shit yeah wow so that's messed up. <laughs> be careful on your I motorcycle. Need, but, but I don't need that figure to sing so I'm okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might get to, uh, your 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 dream theater project might be a little fucked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So but <clears throat> that's out of the picture but like then I don't know, like it just seems like it would be a pain in the ass to kind of be the vocalist and then have to carry the torch of like building the rest of the unit, or maybe that's what kind of helped solidify <coughs> members as they came to the picture. Is they they could per, like because it seems like Noah,
1: in a way, is how you got to meet Joe because he more oh, so knew, uh, yeah, 100%. Actually, it, it it worked out. Um, we were doing I want to say it was 16 or 17, whatever. Uh, the last European tour with, with Jim was, um. And uh, we, we we're trying to find a guitarist because I already had a tour set up, and uh, we uh, uh, had a couple of guitar players come down, and they just couldn't learn five songs in two weeks, which is is really bad. Unslaughter uh, songs in two weeks. <laughs> so uh, so uh, Noah, who was we were uh, recording a, a split LP with him at the time, we we're. Uh, basically saying like you know i can't believe we can't get anybody to go on tour and he just looked at me and he goes uh he goes "Uh, you mean if i learn these songs i can go on tour in europe and i said yeah and he goes okay and that was it (laughs) and uh the first gave him i think gave him a week or two weeks to learn five songs he came down and he knew six and uh uh, from that we were just off and running so uh and no i want to say we we probably knew 30 songs on that tour, um, that, you know, Jim would always write out the, the set list by hand. Uh, and so you, it'd be, you know, uh, 18 to 20 of the 30 songs that we knew and, um, uh, Noah took to it like a champ. And then, uh, I mean, it was, it was pretty obvious that, he wasn't just going to be the guy that went on tour with us. He's going right. to come back and continue to write. So we had that foundation and, and uh, same with the, uh, the bass player. So the, the bass player, uh, Murph was, uh, jamming with us as well for uh, quite a few years. And, um, so we kind of knew we had and uh and they actually knew each other. Noah and Murph knew each other. They played in uh one or two other bands before none so it kind of all gelled and then uh when uh when Jim passed um it was Noah who said hey I, I got this guy and he he was i i think he was doing a band with him or he was jamming with him and he says I, I think he'd be a great fit and that was that was joe uh joe rath and uh so yeah and then uh that was when i was i was gone i had moved to arizona so uh, uh he, he would send me uh, demos of joe uh, jim uh joe playing jim songs a lot of jays going on and uh <laughs> and, yeah, and uh and so uh i i said it, it sounded it sounded great uh he, Joe's a, a younger person and a very good uh drummer and uh, so we just took it from there and yeah uh the the uh, and even uh nate the the newest member of the band um was uh was noah's pick uh, so it's kind of, maybe it's a Noah's band and he just lets me sing in it. Yeah, what I don't the hell are you doing here? I should get Noah.
0: I That's what I said. That's what I asked you. Two people. Oh. I was going to invite him. It's fucked up. <laughs> I thought you were the guy. I am not the guy anymore. Right on. Yeah, yeah. Well, because yeah, because a lot of then like some of the... Maybe interesting qualities of now when it comes full circle, like because Noah working at that studio then, but then it's because Noah goes by a different name because I guess that's what a lot of people do at studios. Like you you right out of spot, but you collectively. It's engineers, mercen- mercenary just, studios. Right. Yeah. Uh,
1: what is it? Because I thought he credited himself differently. But is it say Mercenary? No, I think it's, yeah, I think, okay. uh, I th- yeah, Maybe I think well, uh, when, when, I, when I credit him on on uh, albums and recordings, I just say Noah Buchanan at Mercenary Studios, you know. Well, because then, uh,
0: A, he's getting some cool uh, gigs with but within the Cleveland scene, you know, doing the last Midnight record. Uh, Midnight and, and Ringworm, yeah. I mean, oh, he did the, okay. Yeah. So then, uh, but then it's also cool because, like, when you tie in this fun fact of them basically the studio acquiring the uh board from morris sound so was it straight because the he bought it purchased the uh board from um the recording Council. if anybody's like what are you talking about board um from morrison but but it was from eric rutan that the the you know the 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 board came from it wasn't like scott burns was still at the helm of it because i think right
1: eric i guess eric was uh uh, using it up actually from what i was told he actually recorded the the last uh, cannibal corpse album that just came out um that's the that's the last or one of the last albums full albums that was recorded on that that board that's at mercenary studios now yeah i don't know how that all it, it all worked out how you know they got this this uh wicked sick board but um that'd well, be a question if no <laughs> <laughs> but so you you did get to record the new album out-
0: what's the new album call again Red is the Color of Ripping Death. So Red is the Color of Ripping Death was recorded on that console, though, right? Or did they get that after? No,
1: it was, wasn't in, I think it may have been in the studio, but it's, there's a lot of crap to hook up and uh, they had to run special power in from, from the pole and uh, wires out the ass. I, I, I don't think it was uh, up and running. I don't recall or think that that went through the board. Um. But, huh. but the uh, wow, here I'm spouting it like it's a cool fact. <laughs> <laughs> well, but 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 that album was, you know, that album is uh, almost like a year old already, and it's still not. It's not out, it, and it's just it got recorded, and then uh, yeah time to get together with uh, uh yeah. artists and and figure out what we're going to do and and how we're going to approach it and all this other stuff so like <clears throat> yeah I'm, I'm very excited about it being a new album but it's been it's literally oh, yeah, been sitting for sure. there for maybe not a year but eight months you know and uh uh the good old process the, the process but i can say this we just finished um, recording a uh, split LP with Blood, and um, the mastering process went through that board, and it does make. And I and I have pretty terrible ears, but I could tell that it 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 warms the it warmed the sound up a lot. Because oh yeah, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I think in the future uh, we got to, we're actually talking about Vanek. We're uh, just today uh, uh, we're talking about doing a split with Vanek, and. Uh, more than likely will he'll rely or use that board more than he has in the past uh, for both bands because I'm sure he'll he'll record the the Vanek stuff as well um, so yeah but it's it's a nice tool to have uh, sitting at the place oh, yeah. where you rehearse
0: all the time.
1: It's just sitting there. So everything's but,
0: set up and ready to go essentially too. Like, yeah. You know,
1: yeah, I mean I, I, no, it has to set up mics, but I mean, yeah, it's but, all, it's hanging on the wall and I mean, it's Gone as the, let's go get the boom box right. to put
0: down that idea. You're almost... Yeah. You could, I mean, if you're cranking out the idea and can pretty much play to the speed of your idea, I guess you could be
1: done. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean... Just by it,
0: ripping out the idea.
1: Just, yeah, it's... it's it's fantastic place to rehearse.
0: Yeah, but it' but amazing. In addition to the avail of technology, just making things more affordable too. You know what I mean? Because that I would say that plays into a oh, lot of yeah. stuff. And, you know, people being available. But but they're yeah, they're like no, uh, or Vanek and, and the studio Mercenary though. That's like no, make no mistake to any of you. viewer. <laughs> Ain't like just some home bedroom shit. Like they got a full on nice establishment. And yeah, it's it's really a, expanding
1: it. Yeah, it's I mean. And can do everything like the we talked about the uh, the, the webcasts yeah uh, with multiple cameras uh, video editing um, and obviously all the studio audio uh, things not only recording but mixing and mastering because he he gets in a lot of uh, 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 tracks you know that they just say please make this sound good yeah and, and uh, you know
0: does does that availability of like. I guess the technology also like spins uh, purpose around content, and obviously the content in this situation would be music. Original song, presumably, that when it comes to a split, does it make you, especially a band that's made a name for prolific splits and vinyl releases, but particularly splits because they're short play, very short play, does it make you kind of go like, Well, we could do this and it might be cooler because if you, say, do a live stream where you maybe perform that song in a studio environment for the first time and maybe reminisce at least the spin of the content, the video content, as it would be, the spin of it is kind of like, stuff we know and love and hail from the old days like bbc or something and or peel session and and shit like that we're like now it's like going back to the well or or just or the thought of a split it's kind of like well who's gonna want to consume that when they just got the free live stream which is (laughs) you know not like hey just hang in there for one other song that's probably 50 seconds and then side b which is gonna be great because it's a split that who knows? Maybe you won't love it. Or I'm sure there's a split nut slaughter done. I could certainly name a few with bands that <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't care about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> well, I, I I think that uh, the there's a certain audience that w- does like to consume live material. Mm. Yeah. But um, with the with the the studio and and uh, all of the. Uh, I guess things that we can we have it or Noah has at his fingertips, um, it can make it a recording sounds so much better than yeah just a just a live show or or a boombox recording like we used to do and uh, even you know like four I mean it's you know four track I mean I I like that sound of the uh, tape you know, four track tape but uh, boy I mean virtually anything we want to come up with we can do at that studio
0: well then it's the execution too that kind of makes some stuff i just fat, i think it's the fast pace too that kind of almost makes possible different possibilities come to fruition uh that otherwise maybe don't because you maybe overthink it by the time it's you know you think about producing it or something
1: well it's actually uh, noah just finished up uh i think his eight songs we did we're doing a, a four-way split uh, CD with, uh, three other bands. And, uh, it's, it's taken us, uh, we, we actually took a couple of different stabs at it. And every time we would record it, it, it didn't sound it. No, I didn't think that it sounded, uh, as good as it should, or it wasn't a good representation of, of Nunslaughter. So, uh, <clears throat> but we ended up recording the music, uh, uh, for, I don't know, a couple of months ago and he finally got around to uh m- mixing and, and mastering it for this four-way split but it uh it makes it very very easy to yeah l- like there's not a big investment in in time to you know know n- would set something up and we record a bunch of stuff and then a week later we listen to it and he's he's just like oh that didn't i didn't like how that sounded so right it just i'm sure he doesn't totally delete it but we just go okay and it's gone and we just move on to you know let's re-record it let's re, re-, re- uh, redo it again um and uh so yeah and and those are all done really uh the live stuff is just it's down and dirty it's a couple of microphones and uh you know, it's all multi-tracked but um yeah the, it, you could definitely thin out how you multi track yeah. you know you could do 32 or yeah. <laughs> you could do
0: four it's still right. multi <laughs> yeah well let's maybe let's add a little bit of a soundtrack here and let's take a jam cuz uh, speaking of Noah, he was so kind to uh, email the mp3 version of the album and i don't want to over I'll overstay any uh any welcome here and leak too much so Is there a particular track that might be different than the video
1: content that we could play, though? Uh, Yeah, I would say... uh, uh, How about uh, Red is the Color of Ripping Death, the uh, title of the album. Sure. When in doubt, go for the title of the album. Mark's title music. <laughs> Where are we on? The microphones are on. We can comment. Yeah. Violent
0: procreation is the only I know. I fascinate the in the tales. A sanguinary flow. So it's like the rough sort of production. Yes, have been like, all bitch. Bitch. <laughs> 20 years ago. <laughs> 20 years like bigger, ago. A little bit. 20 years ago, no, it was really um, He <laughs> <it> wasn't available. <laughs> oh, not, I mean, not to say that. All this stuff my naked crown, and mortal cell they move burst with the fires of hell Leading blood, I'm dying to this the color of
1: the blood, in a bed So the story behind this song was uh In 2000, when Nutslutter did our first, uh, European tour, Jim printed up some red shirts and somebody came up to the, uh, booth and said why red shirts and, red, and Jim said because red is the color of ripping death and I just busted I busted out laughing and the guy was all like well, I don't know what that means <laughs> and I always thought that would be a good title for, for a song and so it, uh, it, this is one of the first it like that. I haven't figured this out I think it's a little technology and like the bee brain or some shit. Ah. It fixes itself. But then uh, th- there's this uh, part coming up here where we pay um, homage to uh, Jim because this is what he actually said. Oh, there we go. We got the censored for the
0: YouTube version, too. The, the,
1: yeah.
0: we, co- we cover up the, the nundog. Y'all say this
1: is red is the
0: color
1: of <laughs> i put it right in the song. <laughs> Who's that? That's not you. Nah, that's Noah. Yeah, he's, he's picked up the uh, backing focus. Oh, dude, he's,
0: he's going to overtake the, the CEO. I know, I'm like You're running off a job here <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm a little worried. <laughs> <laughs> Did he draw the cover too? We got this schlub. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, No,
0: that's not... Yeah, that, like I said, that was definitely the, uh, uh, the... At least when my my period was there in the album that I was on, the, the hoped-for sound. <laughs> the hoped-for. Well, yeah, well, because then Noah remixed Hex. Yeah. I, and it I, sounds way better. It, <laughs>
1: oh, definitely. That was a lot of trouble with that one. You know that. We were chasing <laughs> drum kits around the studio. <laughs> yeah, literally. Pre- freezing our hands. Freezing yeah. Freezing your hands. I, dude, that was...
0: Dude, I... Shithead Studios. Shithead Studios, <laughs> properly named. I f-
1: have all that footage uh, archived. Uh, and speaking of technology... Oh, did you find... Are you talking about the footage you asked me about? You, you were like, I was at a no, green screen. No, I didn't find
0: that. Yeah. yeah. I, we had done... We had. Done, I never know what camera I'm
1: looking at anymore.
0: We, we had done <laughs> a commentary, like a green screen at the uh, Hell's Headbangers back when don't remember hex was already ago. older yeah out by then <laughs> and with enough like freshness to be out going like it doesn't sound very good yeah, i remember you really actually shouldn't. uh yeah you kind of uh mentioned it then and and we didn't uh, well it, it was it was talked about for a while and then and then i you know i was not even talking about it then like it, then it, I, I don't know just it came out of nowhere as far as i knew uh and i was like, oh good (laughs)
1: finally (laughs) glad that was still on the table (laughs) yeah well the the whole thing with that was we just we needed we needed the record out uh, for a tour and um it it, uh through so many problems uh, we we just didn't have or we didn't dedicate enough time to to mixing it and listening to it and getting different opinions we kind of just mixed it and said it's you know this that's that's fine and uh put it out, and it was just kind of uh, a little dull sounding. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, whatever, it was probably, I don't know, 10 years later, (laughs) Noah, I gave Noah the files, and he was able to uh, fix it. And um, if I'm not mistaken, it was, yeah, actually, uh, um, uh, uh, it was... Maybe not ten years, because Jim was there when when it got remixed, because he had to put in a couple of drum hits. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, because they were they, Still they were to. just gone. Like well, that's just, what he did have
0: to do for the other, like smell the burning churches. That's why the toms are so well, at least on the original mix. Noah probably very well balanced it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, because the the dru- I think the, the floor tom wasn't on the rug. But the rug that Jim was on kept moving. <laughs> yeah, but that, like that doesn't make sense that the rug kept moving. Something kept moving where his something whole, stayed. His, his whole his whole uh, I think it was the microphone stayed. But it was one hundred percent the like Tom mic- though that literally at the that like half the album was the Tom that was recorded more <laughs> <laughs> than Where then that was like something like Smell the Burning Churches where it was like, dude, like that's the main beef of how the song at least really starts. So I just remember him going the beakers after yeah, the it was fact. Beakers, and yeah. then just literally, all right, I want too. <laughs> you know it. like it's just it would be, it's the most hilarious thing if you were to just isolate it cuz like the beat is just you
1: know
0: <laughs> like just doing that portion of what even would have been a triplet to the snare that perhaps complemented you know was the two hits of the triplet you know yeah. and just that's <laughs> so just i don't know there, there should have been further percussion uh credit there i guess <laughs> well you know you hear like like I, I don't know like a lot of like bands for whatever reason Guns N' Roses comes to mind where you'll see like Axel, you know Steven Asner drums and percussion and it's just kind of like wasn't drums good enough <laughs> and then Axl Rose vocals violin and percussion is just like what the hell I just heard fucking drums like what else did he do that was so percussive on this album that when you put it all together it's like oh maybe he hit a floor tom or something (laughs) maybe that was the reality of it like you never notice that though like you'll see like some guy that you're like what did he percuss on this album that's like I just heard fucking drums like I don't know
1: right yeah it's not like a Santana album where there's a (laughs) bunch of bongos and
0: (laughs) 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 the bongo bongo section needs some credit there (laughs) no bongo section coming on the Technically, sir. there was a bongo section on a <laughs> boing, yeah. I on one the hex. a total just bongo section, of like, or at least additional tom section. Additional,
1: yeah, additional <laughs> percussion.
0: Yeah. Wow. Do you remember what song? Like, so that would have meant that those songs essentially have a drum dynamic <laughs> that the original did not.
1: Because I'm imagining when no one was doing it, it was just flat out missing. Oh yeah, it was. Uh, if it wasn't totally missing, it was. It 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 was either like. Uh, Sour hit or not a strong hit, and uh, th- th- there was there were there were a few, and I, I don't recall what songs. Uh, but uh, Jim wanted to, to hit, uh, and it might have even been a a, a bass drum. Uh, he wanted to hit put another bass drum hit or something. I'm, I'm not I can't remember, but um, yeah, that isn't was- that a way though in violation
0: of some of the non slaughter rules of rawness. Well, you would think so, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm no longer that, the CEO.
1: That, <laughs> that, the uh, the the thing is that that album it, it was uh, it just uh, it, it fell flat for me, and I think that there's some very good songs on there, but when re- reviews came out and people started to talk, it was it was kind of evident. I, I was just like. I was like, oh, we we'll put all this time and effort into crafting these songs, and the production didn't live up to what it should have been. Dude, there were yeah. some there are some
0: interesting uh, r- r- memories of how that guy, at least the Shithead Studios portion of it, because <laughs> there was multiple studios that you, cause, yeah. you know we started just doing the basic track, and we're, I think it was just vocals that were was done uh, at Beachwood, which yeah, is, which not my boy Chris <clears throat> uh, from Magnetic North who did all the Crucify Mortal stuff. That's where Magnetic North is now. He, oh, is that uh, right? I don't know if he. I think he literally even owns the building, or he's got a good hand in there.
1: But uh, so there is no more Beachwood Studios. It's I guess. Just...
0: I guess they still do. I, I haven't seen him since. Fuck. Uh, but I know he's definitely still going by Magnetic North. So I don't know whether if there's somebody that, uh, like we were saying earlier, like how engineers they'll show up to an established studio and then you know you see a different name and then you kind of find out oh it's the same exact studio but a different engineer. Yeah, like, different why would, engineer. He just yeah. wants to call his business different or. I don't know. I'm sure contracts come into play where if you're uh, a name like Morris Sound, you got to be Scott Burns, having to say it's Morris Sound, not Burns Sound. Yeah. Which, by the way, I went to
1: Morrison on the search for Morris You did? Well, I mean, I saw that interview that you did with Scott Burns. Didn't you do an interview with Scott Burns? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which was hilarious. I think I said this before <laughs> to Justin when I got back that both Scott Burns, um, I did an interview with Mike Browning previously, um, I bet that's good enough. But, but you, so but you he, went to Florida? So and I went to Florida. Both guys, too, did like, if you're ever in Florida, give me a call. Wow. Had their numbers, was in Florida, and I'm the dipshit that doesn't give them a call. <laughs> you <laughs> fucked up. I guess I did because I went looking for Morris sound. <clears throat> Let me show you what I found. All right. Because I don't think it was Morris sound. At least not what this is. When we found this dude... Hopefully I could show you, because stupid Instagram's weird on computers. When I saw this place, man, I'm just like, there's no fucking way that that's Morrison. We are in the wrong neighborhood. Um, Because... well, as you know, uh, you, you uh, I've been around the world with you. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is the most, like, cracked out people I've ever seen in some of these experiences. And there was a few interesting ones. <laughs> kind of like that dog shit on the floor in uh, Ottawa, Canada. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we sleeping tonight? Here. <laughs> no, we are not. We're driving home. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how it was. How long is the drive? 14 hours. I'll take first shit. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> not <yet>. No problem. <laughs> I'll drive right. 10. So yeah, there, there it is. Yes, good. It's on the screen. Okay, so like that doesn't put into perspective,
1: but it kind of does. It's boarded it up. You're I do thinking, say Morrison. I do recall there. seeing that picture that you posted. Yeah, huh? So, but I mean, it's it's not a. Is it an active studio?
0: So that is it though. That's the new location because, well, because when we roll into town. That was like there's no fucking way that it's that. Because well I'll show you why. Everybody everybody should know why. Cause you've seen all the fucking pictures of bands at Morris Sound Studio. And so like where's the
1: sign? Uh, I remember the one with uh, uh, King Fowley and a big block of Velveeta cheese. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? His way of uh, uh was that another
0: King opinion? Yeah, because uh, well, I don't know if you could see it, but you could see it kind of people y- yeah, here. Yeah, that that there's the there's well, the that famous looks, that
1: looks impressive right there.
0: Exactly, but see what I'm saying? There's the Morrisound recordings. Hell, there's the, even the address: one two two one one one. It was not 12111 where we stumbled upon, and then that sign certainly wasn't there, but then we went around the corner and uh, did confirm that it was definitely not uh, at the classic location, and you very likely won't see that sign, and it was like 20 minutes away from where the new location was, and it was indeed in the hood. Huh. I'm like oh, wow Cause I like, dude, We roll I'm like there's no Fucking sway Trans sign and orchestras Cruising up to this Motherfucker <laughs> 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 uh, I'm, think, I'm thinking You know Chris Like what, what Chris from Sabotage right yeah. Or Alex Skolnick Like come on dude They're probably Bare minimally Pulling up a, a, a Decent car that they own That they <laughs> You know what I mean Like I'm worried In my fucking Yaris right now Or whatever the hell I was driving Cause we, were, we flew to Tampa mm. <laughs> So whatever we rent Whatever it so anyway i went there what the hell does that have to do with anything um oh well I and, and i didn't hit there. up any of those guys <laughs> and they probably wouldn't
1: and, and scott burns especially although i think he lived in orlando
0: and we were in tampa
1: fort myers he and actually stuff. no I've, I've never met or talked to him i just <clears throat> i saw the interview and nice he, se- he seemed like an extremely down-to-earth person yeah and uh yeah i mean he was he just kind of uh got thrust into the spotlight uh you know when you see uh um, yeah, what is it on uh, the back of death crush uh, mayhem it's got a little scott burns w- a picture yeah, with yeah. a buster similar uh, <laughs> over it you know unfortunately because he was putting out a lot of the just kind of you know run-of-the-mill 90s death metal stuff but that's what he was getting paid for so i mean he, he doesn't have to be invested in it he just has to do what the label or the bands want and he gets paid and I mean, his legacy's living on. Yeah. Thirty years, two ass clowns in an HH small
0: ass studio we interviewed him, <laughs> and it's a huge fucking interview. Like, well, it's, it's it's fucking cool for one, like being a fan, because like now, in a way, if you interview Scott Burns, the power of the internet like can reach those fans that are like, fuck yeah, because when the hell is there gonna be a Scott in Scott Burns or people like him interview? Yeah. You know, like, cause he's so. I guess out of the picture that it's kind of like a like what story you're gonna tell. Him I tell you, you want a, you
1: want a tough tough producer to to interview. Try Mutt Lang. Mutt Lang. <laughs> There's like two pictures on the internet of him ever. Oh it, fuck! I'm, it, I'm drawing a blanket. What did he do? ACDC. dc oh, just back just, and just black. Black. this band, and, yeah. And okay. uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I think he did uh, he did Pyromania too. Oh, I've never heard of that either. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and he was yeah. no <laughs> one might put get it uploaded to the internet for him one day. <laughs> but yeah, he was.
1: He, it, if you go searching for for images of uh, he's he's uh, elusive and he, he doesn't do interviews and he doesn't even take pictures. Like there's one picture. It's like 35 years old of of him, and you're like, well, he's, there's nothing more more no yeah <laughs> yeah he's just you don't you know don't ever hear from mutt lang but
0: know. in some ways why would you because it is kind of like that he did the job at the time life moved on
1: like what well but i mean do? you hear about phil specter but he's <laughs> you do <laughs> he's, yeah you kind of do hear about like he's a little rapey
0: <laughs> <laughs> shit sells that people wanted yeah, to hear I the mean, dirt i guess <clears throat> mate yeah I, I but it is it does kind of seem to trickle down that way, especially well especially now where like I just think of like murder in the front row, uh the death documentary, like there's publications coming out about old stuff that it's kind of really cool because you never would have gotten that glimpse and you never would have and and, and if you did, back kind of to the the cheapness now, the quality of it. But the the expense to be able to do top-notch quality productions like video stuff that could otherwise be the death video that, you know, now it it makes it possible. Mm -hmm. And all now you got to do is show up to Florida to really get the people that you need in it. Otherwise, half your budget's, like, at least obtainable now. You know, like, and then hell, even the uh, Kickstarters and stuff that can even make that stuff possible. Like, it is pretty cool that you can have that. And would you have ever freaking thought what's one of your high mighty moments of like getting in the metal uh, here in Bathory for the first time would you have ever fucking thought what, what you painted Bathory on your battle vest yeah so would you have thought at that time you're ever you know what I mean like this is even gonna well cause you could buy a Bathory shirt at Hot Topic yeah, yeah. so then, away, was, yeah. in a kind yeah. way in kind of way the underground part is a little bit
1: lost mm-hmm. right wouldn't you say well I, I think with modern technology yes it but it does it does make you able to listen to a whole bunch of bands uh without uh, putting your hard-earned dollar down to maybe buy a uh a a, 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 a a demo yeah. and you only like one song on it um Well, that's an interesting, and I think that's actually probably a
0: uh, dynamic in the the graph chart if you were studying such a sales trend, uh, that in a way, like we, instead of the technology, the availability, the easy availability of things, killing things, it just kind of shifted gear of rather than, in a way, bargain or bet on liking something you can assure that you do, then put up your money.
1: Yeah, you, yeah, cuz I, I can tell you this, my one of my uh several experiences uh, so I and I don't recall cuz this is like pre-internet. Uh I don't recall where or how or why I heard a Smashing Pumpkins song. <laughs> and I, I was, was just like was not expecting that. <laughs> I, right, yeah. So so I was like, I was like, oh, that's pretty that's pretty freaking heavy and this was maybe like 89, 90. I think it was the first album I I I, I don't recall. So, uh I I I took my eighteen dollars down to the record store and I, I bought a Smashing Pumpkins. This first, I believe, it was the first Smashing Pumpkins album, and I, I brought it home. And yeah, that one song that I thought was pretty good was on there. <laughs> but the and rest well, of it, I was like, I was like, this is just depressing. Like, I don't like this kind of music. This isn't heavy. I mean, I thought it was going to be like heavy, you know? And, yes, uh,
0: I mm. think I had the exact same opinion. Was it the "Despite All My Rage" song? Probably.
1: I think that was the, yeah, because he just Gah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, but, well, they got more of this. I'd like to hear it. <laughs> they know. That's the one fucking song, dude. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the
0: the very unexpected example. But like, it was like you, there were there were a lot of bands like that where like they did have like one because eh, it was
1: all that because that would have been considered alternative. It was like alternative, and it was it was also for me at least it it was a uh, it was doom alternative doom like cuz it with very heavy guitar sound uh in, on really were they
0: like okay really i didn't know i didn't know that they were in that kind of realm too because there are a lot of bands that are radio hits like that like soundgarden yeah. like you know there's like an early movement people love that early stuff and i remember the first time i was like Whoa, i don't know if i could talk to this guy anymore like what is he talking about and then like i listened to it or like then there was like something that I don't know if he had very large hand in it, but Eddie Vedder did. It was called like Hovercraft. Some guy was telling me about that. I'm like Eddie Vedder. This guy, this could be fucking awful. And then I put it on, and it was like that drony, heavy. You know, the the time period stuff that would have been drony, heavy. Mm-hmm. uh and, and I just I had no idea that because these are essentially bands I absolutely fucking hate because I was a kid growing up with that. You know, and that is what like probably the animosity towards it is what you just described you're a because ki- then you're a kid learning like and you're almost feeling tricked because it's like i thought there were heavy bands and the smashing pumpkins band was going to be one of them and they were but then they weren't <laughs> like uh well i remember even like because i would have been pretty young so like there's that what that that blur song the woo-hoo song i don't
1: know that but-
0: the woo-hoo, oh, yeah, yeah. like you listen to like i'm not saying i liked it but like you know like at nine it was intriguing when it was heavy guitar it was better than half the because you probably saw it on beavis and at least i did probably saw it on beavis and butthead so it was like one of the songs that they didn't rag on because they were thinking the same fucking thing it was slightly heavy (laughs) and then you got the then you heard another song because i remember my cousin got it i was like oh oh like you like that band they have more songs (laughs) let's hear them glad you bought that album <laughs> you saddled <Whoa>. with it <laughs> how much you pay for that six bucks whoa mm. I wanna I wanna use my money. I remember else <laughs> it was, it, it was
1: it, what's that song uh, I can't remember the performer uh, are you gonna go my way
0: oh uh, right
1: uh, Lenny Kravitz Lenny right? Kravitz so I heard that I song I just gotta know and I'm like why I'm, like, talk about I'm like that That song is ripping like I mean I'm like this is great <laughs> I bought the album I got tricked bro <laughs> <laughs> now you know that's why you put it out as a single <laughs> <laughs> yes and that's kind
0: of how they manipulate chart stuff is like they—they they, it's just the initial sale never mind how many fucking people went to record exchange or something and pawned that shit yeah <laughs>
1: that's why there's a dark I wave. mean that's, that's well that's why that uh, what is it Beastie Boys License to Ill yeah it sold a lot of copies but it, like a year and a half later, you'd look in the used bin and there was 12 in there because everybody's like, well, I've had my fill of the Beastie Boys. You know? <laughs> and, and they're rightfully so. <laughs> you know, a couple of good songs. But-, but they were doing
0: things too to kind of like almost sell the, the worlds of like uh, niche genres because like that's a good example Beastie Boys because you probably were slightly familiar with them, presumably because of the Carrie King involvement, right? Right, yeah, exactly. And yeah. hell, even... Is it Lenny Kravitz though? The "Are You Gonna Go Away" song? Yeah, that's okay. Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, because uh, I wasn't sure if it was. Because well, I always thought uh, a cult of personality was Lenny Kravitz.
1: No, that's uh, Living, living color. color. Yeah.
0: So I may. I, so it's definitely not Living Color though. No, it is okay. definitely. We, we have to do that possibility. Yeah. It could be, but uh, so. Why are we talking about Lenny Kravitz? A, it has something to do with Blood Feast, damn it. <laughs> because it, it, my point was, like somehow, not Blood Feast, but uh, the, the, the big world, marketing world, was trying to sell, I don't know what the fuck Rabbi Lenny Kravitz crowd would be, but rap and
1: metal. Hence, a yeah, lot of well, what Anthrax's career. Aerosmith and Run DMC, right? Uh, but even more like way, heavy. Yeah. So
0: let's use Anthrax and like the On the Man era and stuff. Yeah, with
1: Public Enemy. Right, and, uh, right. Yeah. So
0: they were really trying to sell like you know extreme metal to really, uh, as that probably would have been at the time. To so you know I mean and cross those crowds. That then it even did it for more stuff. It worked a little bit with the rap stuff, but. By the time it got to 90s
1: grunge, I'd like to think it fizzled out, man. man that, was, that was a rough decade at, at, at grunge era. That uh, uh, grunt truck and uh, I just, that's, <laughs> that was just sad. <laughs>
0: so how, So then <clears throat> one of the other things I had to use this opportunity then, because we brought up painting battery on a, on your denim and going back to all this technology crap, Is there is a world uh, that there's how-to videos. Because I'm guilty of it. I made one. I found out, though, that it was popular. I utilized some technology to learn, like, what are the kids talking about? What should I make videos about? What should be some of the conversations? You can learn from that shit and strategize. Be smart, too. (laughs) So you can find out what people are searching in YouTube. And how to make a vest is what I would have thought. But it's a battle vest. Was it ever a battle vest?
1: Not that I recall. Okay. that's something uh, very recent. I maybe in the past five years that I actually started hearing often enough that I was like, "What? Did, what is it? This is my battle vest." Like I don't. I just called it my vest. Right. <laughs> I didn't know. So as kind of as being a, a, a
0: legitimate, let me tell you, kids, how it was kind of thing. because like, you're going back to literally painting at the fucking thing. Yeah. Because that's it. a question has been the guy that did to do the how-to. It's like, well, I mean, I'm, I'm at least going to play into this, teach the kids what the fuck to do. <laughs> There's going to be a how-to, which is already lame. <laughs> what do you mean, how? <laughs> Look at one. <laughs> Get patches. <laughs> Put them on there. Uh, do you need any more instruction?
1: Honestly, bands you like. Right? But now I think about it, because it could, because uh, Kanye he had his vest which is very different from mine his vest did not touch the ground his patches did not touch each other they were they were there was no extra string hanging off of anywhere it was also it was okay. as this is very uh, much a how to. It, it was immaculate. It like, was. And in fact it, You didn't th- see it for years. It was so immaculate because it was always at the tailor, right? He was yeah, it was at the tailor. It was getting different patches on, switching patches up. I remember one time we were sitting in the car, he's sitting in the passenger seat and I'm driving and his his jacket was sitting on his, his knee and it uh it had slipped off in my car and his jacket touched the uh <laughs> foot area of where you keep your feet in the passenger seat of my car and he picked it up and for the next 45 to 50 <laughs> minutes he inspected his jacket to make sure somehow it did not get damaged <laughs> and i was like I, I kept looking over like what the fuck are you doing you know and he's, he's picking at his patches uh, he was just so he was very meticulous oh totally. mine Not so much. (laughs) Did you ever wash that thing? It has not been washed since 1987. (laughs) Is that a strategy at this point? No, it's just because I got paint. I I painted that battery on there, and and granted, now it's all kind of cracking off after so many years. But um, once I painted it on there, um, uh, it may have it may have never ever been washed. I just got it and then started putting patches on it. But I I can say from 87 up till today. it's never been washed because i didn't want the the paint to come off on on the back and everybody put it in the freezer it'll kill the odor uh uh, you hit it with febreze what about dry clean couldn't you dry clean (sighs) i that i i I didn't look into i just uh i just wear a stinky vest (laughs) well and that's a kind of like that's
0: that's the outrage to the how-to video like there's no how-to to that. It's just, it's just been happening. It, it's, yeah, it's like entirely a, a personality. <clears throat> Honestly, because then there's how to get into how to be a metalhead or how to get in the metal videos. I made another one of those because that's what people are looking for, dude. They're you made
1: for. a how to get into metal?
0: Well, you <laughs> have to because other people are and it's so fucking stupid. So I might as well be the video saying how to get in the metal. How fucking stupid because <laughs> that's how you get in the metal. If you think this is fucking stupid and you get why I think that, You're in the metal. Well, I,
1: I guess some people need it because I'm sure there's like how to get into the porn industry. I'm sure there's a video on how to do that. But that well, seems like it needs a how to. I would think it definitely needs a how but to. See, we're how, not how in the you? porn industry. We're in the we're in the metal industry or the metal music. So we think it's very simple. Like, we well, you just buy some patches and get a vest and put it all together. The people in the porn industry are like, just start fucking. Like, it, it, film it and you're, you're done. Like, that's the whole how to, I guess. But I, I, I don't think know. There's far more how to that one could have learned. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I
0: mean, legalities in yeah. this world, the uh, uh, cleanliness. <laughs> like, where, <laughs> was, is there like a, a corona-themed where everybody's in masks? Like, there are, yeah. I've seen are. a couple.
1: Yeah, sure. How sure. weird. <laughs> How weird. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. Or so idea. I've been told there are videos like that. Bullshit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so... But
0: that still, like, that, that, I don't think, I think that analogy doesn't play. I like, cause you can't tell somebody, cause you couldn't tell somebody, make this smelly. Cause then they'd be like, why? But then if they hear you talk about it, how it has been smelly, they're all like, oh, that's cool. I'm sure some people are like, that's, I, I that's real.
1: I would rather have a very fresh vest, to tell
0: you the truth. <laughs> but, but now that it's coming, it let me tell you. It <laughs> actually, so, actually, honestly, from the guy that's. Breathe, breath, breathed it, (laughs) Uh, has inhaled it, but there you go. Uh, when it was in its ripeness so you you sweating into it <laughs> thus it's like a it's almost like when you when you get it going it's under lights and stuff yeah it's almost like a baking process so it brings out the the well it brings in the new stench that this like soaks into the pores of the old stench and then, and then the lights emanate <laughs> and like it starts to like mist <clears throat> and uh yeah it's not pleasant
1: no, I especially t- especially if we do you know three four five shows or a tour because it never it never dries so it's always moist and yeah a uh, little gamey
0: well <clears throat> that is one of my things i want to do in this channel dear viewer and don because <laughs> it's a non footage i'm talking about now uh is like all this collective work of like archiving vhs tapes and stuff not just nutslaughter, but there are a lot of those and stuff so Kind of some funny commentary that I'm sure could ensue is that with other ones because there's definitely like, you know Dissection fucking up or something. That's pretty funny or just stuff that you got to know through watching VHS tapes that a there's that thing I want to do here on this show Uh, and B is uh that particular moment i do remember one of, i don't know if that it might actually even be on some of the stuff that's already posted here on the channel but there was like a total moment that and i think i told this story but it's funny so i gotta tell it again and no fucking remembers so who cares <laughs> is that uh the the smelly vest like it, yeah it was it was in its it, it, ripeness it, or, and it, it was very potent <laughs> <laughs> and like you know you're off to the side of the stage you know it was a four-piece band, so I'm on one side, Zach's on the other side, you'd be in the middle, pretty much, I would work, and then mm-hmm. you'd cross patterns, and then you'd try to mix it up, you know, maybe you're doing the Judas Priest, or maybe you're doing, like, the arm around thing, At this point in time, you were doing the arm around, <laughs> and I didn't know you were coming up behind me, and all of a sudden, it was just like, you could just smell the motion of your arm lift because it was just like whoa (laughs) (laughs) that guy stinks and i think like if you can capture that and there was an angle of just that shot of you and me and you see my face it's probably like (laughs) like me just ready to gag because it dude it was so repulsive and so i remember then you had probably at least i think there was probably a three-week tour that we did do Mm. We're like, you wore the same cargo pants. Yeah, it's the same pants, yeah. Well, because, wow. like, that is the way to travel. <clears throat> I yeah, still do it to same. this day. Kmart bag and, well, I don't know if that's to be Kmart. I don't know if the Kmart's around, but fucking grocery <laughs> bag and... Uh, stage gear, yeah. That's it. Well, a, 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 a pair of clothes that you wear for the stage, that's the shit you're sweating. Yeah. Then a pair of clothes you change back into, because when the fuck are you going to... Be Wash, washing yeah. and drying. And, like, and if you are, you're wasting time. Um, presumably. Otherwise, we just maybe had well, a very... Well, that, that
1: see, that could be one of your next how-to uh, is how to tour, because that's a good tip. And yeah. The other tip the other tip that I can think of is... Oh, I is, think I know it. Is I, it from Jim? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, actually, it's from... I think it was Seth Putman actually told me. So, bring... You, you save up your your socks with holes in it and your yep. Gucci's are all stretched out, and you take them on tour and you wear them for your two or three days and you just throw them away. <laughs> yep, <laughs> it
0: totally works, dude. And, and that was what I was going to say. But yeah. that was what
1: Kanye told me. So, so I, I guess that I, came from Seth. Actually, I think I think we got it from from Seth. We were in uh, yeah. the, the '90s or something. We were doing a uh, couple of shows with uh, AC and. Uh, that was one of the Dude, it's, tidbits of information he... That's how to travel, though, because it works in every
0: scenario. Because we went when we went to Florida, looking for Morristown, when you arrive to Florida, you come from Ohio, so you are buttoned up, even in May. And when you get to Florida, you quickly find out... The sneakers, the shorts, the, the shorts with sneakers isn't going to be enough. You have to violate death metal laws <laughs> uh, of J-Dog and wear flip-flops because <laughs> you are going to have some sweaty-ass fucking feet. At least that's how I was rolling. And I'm not going to be toting around these fucking socks now. You yeah, know what I mean? just get 20 So the throwaway policy is great. You don't even need them at that point. And then you just need, you know, then you need the flops. And then if you even time it right, you get back to Ohio and it's warm. So you can show up in the flops too. <laughs> See, that's, uh, how, how to how to plan your uh, how do you plan a, a a successful peace of mind vacation? Yeah,
1: and tour and tour. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I've often thought about and, that. And, and, uh, uh doing a uh, like a whore bath in a gas station—that's always good. You just wash your whore wash bath. your face and your your pits and your What's crotch that? just right there in the sink. And then you, you know, then you're fresh as I didn't Daisy. I know that bath. had a name. Whore bath. <laughs> whore bath. That's what I call it. I, <laughs> I just think about it's uh, just like when you're done with a prostitute. She's got to wipe her stuff off and then leave. You know, so that's uh, it, prostitute bath just sounds stupid. Whore bath is much nicer. <laughs>
0: Maybe think of that movie Dutch. You ever see that with uh
1: oh Al Bundy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. are <laughs> yeah.
0: you know, like yeah, he's like driving back from Georgia to Chicago, and they like, they get lost along the way. Ah, you see the movie, but like yeah, they, they stop off. The one bum guy's just like sitting there to the kid. He's just wiping his armpits. Ready for your turkey dinner? <laughs> he's just repulsed. <laughs> like, I didn't, but I always think of that scene. I didn't know that had a name. Horbath. Yeah. All right. Well, if it's not, then that's the official Don. That could be,
1: yeah, it's a, uh, <laughs> uh, the term, the terminology. <laughs> that's going to be the name of this episode. Whorebath. <laughs> be great. A <laughs> picture of my face, great. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I need.
0: Yeah, we'll get it. Yeah. Oh, dude, I've I've utilized this platform uh, to use dick candles because then now you can put a dick legally on YouTube.
1: How, why, how's that?
0: You have a dick candle. Yeah, oh. from the band Woman Angel that. Oh. They made dick candles and when I found out, I said you have to have a dick candle. I have to have dick candles, but then I'm going to put them in videos that way I could just, you know, laugh at the fact that there's a dick in the foul <laughs> the whole time. And then when YouTube's like, is your sa- is your video safe? Yeah. I <laughs> mean, while there's a dick the whole time. Well, cuz it goes back to what we set off camera. I think we said it on is like you were trying to get the new Nunslaughter video to premiere and you've had flack. And I even said, the, the the line that the guy even said was literally, like, it almost sounded like he just snapped what YouTube asks you. Yeah. And it's like, is it violence or rape or stuff like that? And so, and then you're at the mercy of what somebody deems something, because wasn't that what happened? Is this new yeah, video? I
1: don't know if it was going to be on YouTube. It was on the, their website, and I don't recall the... the uh, website uh, address or whoever it was. Yeah, ain't for
0: Marin, It's a fuck him. <clears throat>
1: <laughs> right. So fuck him. Uh, but it, it's not, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't for the below the cloven hoof, which is, you know, it's all, it's all uh, animated. So I, I can't see why somebody would be that upset. It's for the, the next video broken and alone. Um, yeah. Hey, he, uh, there's, he said there's violence in, 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 uh, in uh rape in the video and there isn't i mean it it just flat out isn't uh but whatever is it though because it's like word is the world of extremity
0: at this point when somebody that is even in the extreme presumably he's talking to a guy from nunslaughter extreme world music he's i mean at least on par with somebody that is in this niche that if he's offended by it or not offended by it but you know what I mean? Upholding somebody's censorship. Basically, the shitty part about it that I look at it as, it's basically going back to the Tipper Gore, uh, D. Snyder thing. Yeah, the PRC. this guy could have been walking in there like D. Snyder to YouTube, and and Don, you know, it's got violence. That's extreme
1: music. Let's do it. But instead, we're just letting Tipper get her way. Well, I think and Tipper, and this is <clears throat> YouTube. And granted, I I, I don't know uh, how much the he makes on his website or whatever, but I, I mean, I would have thought minimally you'd put it up, and if there was a complaint of some sort that you that you would, you know, capitulate and say, "Oh, I'm sorry, we'll take it down." Why would you, out of the gate, being someone who's involved with, you know, extreme music or underground music, why would you out of the gate censor it? without ever giving right. public opinion because there isn't <laughs> and that's what that's what gets me there just isn't well then, <clears throat> and then there's like just that's like saying there was a big candle dick in the video there isn't <laughs> there <laughs> this literally, video there they, is in this video yes but in the newsletter, <laughs> there is no dick candle yes there is but there isn't. You can physically see that doesn't occur well, anyway. And right. honestly, that's
0: the credit to anybody that ever thought my dick candle gag wasn't fucking funny or it was too on live. That's why I continue to do it. Because I'm fucking take. I've, I got a big gripe of this. Because it is. It's, it's allowing censorship and extremity to pass by at the mercy of
1: corporations. Well, and, and I, I mean, if... <clears throat> and what they the, say, essentially, you know? Right. It's, but the, the thing is, uh, uh, like privately held companies are 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 fine and they can they can tell you what to put on or what they what they will show or what they won't show um i understand that it's a a, if i own my own company and somebody wanted me to do something that i didn't want to do regardless of what it 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 entailed i would be upset because it's my company i can do what i want i think where it comes to to start being uh full-on censorship is uh, if uh, the 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 guy he didn't say that he had a problem with yeah it. yeah he was worried that someone else would and that's where it starts to become like the whole thing with pmrc which you brought up it uh, uh zappa went uh, expounded on on the whole idea and he's like it's not so much that the sticker is a problem it's that <clears throat> if that sticker is on an album then larger companies like at the time say kmart or walmart won't carry that because yeah. it, just because it has a sticker it doesn't matter what is being said or why that sticker's on there but if you start putting placing labels on it then people uh then large companies that actually sell the music and provide it to people will stop uh selling it simply because there is a sticker on it and won't actually figure out if it does violate some sort of policy of theirs anyway
0: yeah, and I think that's like the well that's just an interesting insight to it because I think that the in, in a lot of ways what I'm describing using the Tipper Gore thing as an example is like there's almost a shift in problem but it's the exact same problem and and to continue to use this nameless guy as an example, like what I speculated was as you even confirmed, he, he didn't have a problem, so the basically to use the terminology as a YouTuber I could tell you literally is what I see every single time he's only saying that because he's using like everybody else youtube as his host and like you said if you're utilizing it's your own company well then get the fuck out of here and i said and that's exactly what i'm saying is the problem because it isn't youtube youtube's doing nothing wrong by by cracking down because they got to protect what they got to do and that's at walmart advertising and they don't want this rape or whatever the fuck that he accused that right, dick yeah. candles or whatnot. But that's where I say is the problem, is if the longer we keep going on with YouTube, letting it host our videos, the solution is find your own video host. Who does that? Nobody. Because... Do you know where to find a video host? I sure as fuck don't, and I know a lot about the subject. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know shit. <laughs> right. And if it's anything like an audio host for podcasts, oh. it's already going to start costing you a monthly subscription. Then it's going to be one of those subscriptions that when you upload this much, then you got to go to that. So when you grow it, it gets to be a bigger Different bill. tier, yeah. Yeah. So like that's the way to uphold your freedom because you're paying, Right. <laughs> I got experience. I've even done that. I've paid for the subscription. Guess what? Still not. Even when you pay. Because what was the problem that I faced? I was playing music, buying a subscription from a Christian company, and they didn't like that. Huh. Right. Right. Oh, good. We didn't lose it. Uh, <laughs> I heard, that, yeah. uh, that's never a good sound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. Cause I fucking froze. See the Christian guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he got pissed. <laughs> he <laughs> mentioned Christians. There's, again. Yep, there's that, there's that nun slaughter curse. We might want to wrap this, <laughs> Keeps but, it, happening. but that, I mean, there's some food for thought, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it makes sense in a way you're mm. given. you're given some sort of control and it's, it would be, it'll be hard to get out of it yeah. is I guess what I'm saying. And it already is. Cause find your own
1: video host. Right, right. Where's that? <laughs> so yeah, and, and, uh, it 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 can have uh, negative trickle down effects where uh, artists, whatever their art is, start um, kowtowing to uh, pressure so that they don't. And this could be in 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 print or uh, sculpture or paintings or music. Uh, they they start. Uh, Uh, changing what their their vision of their piece of art because uh, if they don't then no one will see it and at least someone will get half of the uh, idea if they uh, edit or change uh, their their idea to be able to be on a a format uh, like say YouTube or post stuff on Instagram or whatever I mean Um, and that's 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 a shame that art art would suffer like that
0: yeah well there you go that's why you should not smash a like or subscribe and just go to repromotiproductions.com because you sat through this whole fucking hour and 10 minute video you clearly like it and there's plenty more of it so go to repromotiproductions.com and when you do that we'll have everything we need to talk to you next time